All right, you all got your Bibles. Raise up your Bibles if you have your Biblos. All right, yeah, like, okay, good. Now raise up your notes and pen if you're all ready. Woo! Now look at your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. All right, you know, we're going through the whole book of John. The whole Gospel of John has been our assignment on Fridays. And so right now we're in Chapter 5. We're just wrapping it up. If you want to check out any other uh, the old messages, go to metropraise.org. You can listen to all of the old sermons on John for F-R-E-E free. And you know what? Our MySpace is rocking. We got Jasmine and them working on that, so be our friend. So check that out now. I want you all to know this right here, that the MySpace is for you guys. It's not like it's Joe's MySpace. It's your MySpace. It's Elevates. So I really want you guys to promote it, push it out to your friends. We have a lot of videos that we've done there. we got the whole Judgment Day play. So you all stay on touch on the website, all right? Somebody say, aye. aye. All right, looking at John chapter 5, if you're there, somebody say, I'm there. Now look up at me, please, as I review what's going on here. John chapter 5, Jesus started off healing a man. Now, y'all who haven't read the Bible through sometimes don't understand that verses connect to each other. So what I'm reading right now is still all the way back to that same event. Jesus saw a man at the pool, right? And that pool had, had colonnades, so they call it the Bethesda, the, the place with columns. And, and there this sick man was, and Jesus saw him, and he asked him the question. What question did he ask him, y'all? Yeah, somebody got Look at your neighbor and say, do you want to get well? So he asks him that question, and then the guy's like, yeah, I want to get well. So he picks him up, he walks, he says, take your mat and follow me. The man's taking his mat, and then he gets messed with by Jewish leaders, Jewish religious people, man. And they start saying, dude, you can't carry your mat. And the guy's like, man, I've just been healed. What are you getting angry at me for? And they're like, who healed you? And, he's, and they're like, he's like, Jesus healed me. And then these Jewish people find Jesus, and they start messing with them. This whole entire chapter of 5 is Jesus teaching religious people how to know God. And last week's message was about crossing over. Everybody say cross over. Because Jesus said to those religious people, if y'all believe in me, you will cross over from death to life. Everybody say cross over. Now at the end of this lecture, he gives these guys, he talks about the Father. And he starts talking like him and the Father are one. Remember a few verses back they wanted to stone him because he was making himself equal to the Father. And we talked about tri-unity. What's another way of saying tri-unity? Trinity. I'm glad about five of you all got it. Everybody say Trinity. Now today you're going to learn how powerful the Trinity is. What it really means that the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. What it really means why Jesus came in the flesh and died on the cross. What that really meant. And what his actual name means. Jesus. And in the Greek it's Isus. In the Hebrew it's Yahshua. Everybody say Yahshua. And you're going to learn about that today. Okay? So if you're there, somebody say I'm there. Let's get started. Verse 31. Jesus is still talking to the Jewish people. He says, if I testify about myself, my testimony is not valid. So he's saying, I don't got to just talk about myself. Verse 32, there is another who testifies in my favor, and I knew that his testimony about me is valid. And he quotes, he says a quote right here. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Now, what's John is he talking about? John who? Everybody say John the Baptist. Is that the same John that wrote the book of John? Who is this John writing the book? John the disciple. Y'all with us. So now look what Jesus is saying. Remember we did the message called Forerunner? That's what John the Baptist was. John the Baptist came before Christ, told everybody that Christ was coming. Now the Jewish people still don't believe that Jesus is who he said he was. So everybody look up at me. Everybody that you know that says, oh, if I meet Jesus, I'll believe in Jesus. Like I have to see him to believe him. That is not true. These people saw him all the time and they were grilling him with questions. Even after they saw miracles, dude, and they still didn't believe people's heads can be hard man and their hearts so jesus is like look guys you're wanting to know who believes in me john the baptist believes in me keep reading verse 34 not that i accept or need human testimony but i mention it that you may be saved so jesus is like i don't even need him but that's for y'all to believe verse 35 john was a lamp that burned and gave life everybody say john had that fuego look at that look at your neighbor and say you got that fuego fuego de dios Woo! Come on. 
Amen. So John was a lamp that burned. He had that fire. And you chose for a time to enjoy his life. Verse 36. He Now look what Jesus is going to say. I have a testimony weightier than that of John. For the very work that the Father has given me to finish in which I am doing testifies that the Father has sent me. So Jesus is saying, y'all don't believe what John the Baptist said? You should believe what I do because it's in the Father's name. What I do. Jesus is saying what I do talks about who I am. Look at verse 37. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. So Jesus says, you know what? The Father is the greatest testimony to who I am, and y'all don't even know him. Everybody say, people don't know God. You know, that's why some people don't like you when you become a Christian, because they don't know God. They can't hear his voice. They don't know where his address is. They don't know how to go visit him at his crib, like MTV Cribs, go up there and be like, oh, man, you got some gold up here, huh? They don't know how to see God in heaven. And Jesus is saying, y'all saying I didn't come from heaven. But Jesus says, you don't even know my father. You wouldn't even know how to get there if you tried. Somebody say Jesus was awesome. Now look at verse 39. He says, you diligently study the scripture because you think that by them you possess eternal life. He says, these are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So he says, you guys are religious. You're actually reading the Bible, but you don't even know what it talks about. You ever been to church, heard the Bible, but didn't know what it talked about? Hello? You ever see, are y'all going to get quiet on me right now? How many of y'all were brought up in church and didn't even know half the stuff the priest was talking about, the pastor was talking about? Hello? And that's what Jesus is saying. Y'all reading the Bible, you don't even know what it talks about. You don't even know what it really means, you know? And I look around people today, man, they're praying to his mother, and they think like he talked about that. That ain't even in the scripture. Man, I don't want to talk to his mother. I want to talk to him. Amen? That'd be like me in the room and my mother in the room, and you're like looking at my mother. Yeah, tell Joe that I really like him. I want to hang out and play baseball with him sometime. Dude, what are you thinking? Talk to me. Somebody say, talk to Jesus. So these guys thought that they could figure it all out, and they didn't even know what was going on in the Bible. Now look right here, verse 41. 41. It says, I do not accept praise from men. Because I know what men are about. I know that you do not have the love of God in your heart. So Jesus is like, man, I don't even need you guys to confirm who I am. I know who I am. Verse 43, I have come in my Father's name. So you got to get that right there. Somebody say, Jesus came in his Father's name. All right, now you're getting it. And you do not accept me, but if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe if you accept praises from one another, yet you make no effort to obtain the praise that comes only from God? Everyone look up at me, please. You know what Jesus is saying? Here I come in my Father's name. You don't listen to me. But somebody comes in their own name calling themselves Dr. So-and-so, Professor this, Teacher that, and you listen to them. Let me give you an example of how that relates to you right here. A lot of you here won't listen to Christians and people up here on the stage testifying to you, but you'll listen to 50 Cent. You won't listen to us coming in Jesus' name, but you'll listen to people coming in their own name. Isn't that retarded? The Bible says you got to think about who you're listening to. You see, we come in Jesus' name. This youth group is about Jesus. I'm not coming in my own name. Y'all understand that, right? Y'all ain't reading Joe's autobiography right now. Is that my autobiography? Like, this is what I think about the world. Oh, I just think we should eat cotton candy and everybody should love their neighbor. Is, is this my little uh, autobiography? No, I'm coming in Jesus' name. So a lot of y'all who don't listen to us preach to you and you're in the youth group and you don't listen to your friends that are Christians like Carla wasn't listening to her sister. You know what? Uh, uh, Cindy was coming in Jesus' name. You see, you've got to understand when we're preaching to you up here and people are testifying to you and your parents, if they're Christians, are teaching you. Man, that's all in Jesus' name. And you're going to be held accountable for that. Somebody said we got to listen Woo! to Jesus. All right. Come on now. Verse 45, y'all getting excited, I haven't even preached yet, right? I'm just, I'm just telling a story right now. This is just the Bible reading portion. Okay, come on, verse 45, I love y'all. It says, but do not think I will accuse you before the Father. So Jesus says, y'all, so about Moses, you think you are a Christian because of Moses, like Catholics think they're about the Pope and all this. It says, your accuser is Moses, on whom you hopes are sent. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? It's all about Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Now, the thing today, and there's so much to talk about, but the thing today now we're going to learn at the end of Jesus' speech to these religious dudes is the thing we're going to learn is the Father's name. Everybody say the Father's name. Now, look at Exodus chapter 2, verse 2. We're going to go to the Old Testament 
Everybody remember the Ten Commandments? We're going to learn what God told Moses, one of the first people to ever know God, what his name was. Now, I want you to think about this. What is God's name? Somebody say, well, his name is God. You know what? That's like you saying, what's a human being's name? Oh, they're a human being. God is a description of who he is. I'm a human being, but I have a name. Are you all listening? See, God is the supreme being, but he has a name. Now, in the Old Testament, he's going to tell them this name, and it's going to get so deep. Now, you all got to pay attention today. It's going to bless you. It's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be deep, all right? Y'all got to get deep with me. Somebody say deep, okay, because you all got to go deep with me right now, okay? Watch. The Father has a name. Like my dad has the last name Borostik, Wyrostik, Polish, Borostik. Guess what? When I was born, I come in his name. When you meet me, I'm Joe Wyrostik, right? Y'all are going to see that Jesus, Yahshua, came in the name of his father. This is going to be so awesome. And you're going to learn the name of the father, and you're going to learn about what God is doing through these names and how powerful it is. And so when Jesus was saying, I'm coming in the name of the father, he's saying, I'm coming with all the power of the father. I'm representing my father. Just like if my last name was Gates and my father's name was Bill, and I came here right now, how many know I could be throwing down some G's? How many know that, right? I could be throwing down some stuff right now because I'll be coming with power. And hopefully, you know, like Michael Jordan's kid can come with something. You all listening? We're going to learn about this right now. You, you with me in Exodus 6? Somebody say, I'm there. Let's see what God told Moses his name was. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, everybody say the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. Now, when we look at that word Lord in the English, we just say, oh, that just means Lord. But I want you to see what it looks like in Hebrew. Somebody go, ooh. See, that's Hebrew right there. That's what, it, that's what letters look like in Hebrew right here. That's what these are right here. Now, they read from uh, right to left. And we got my friend that's Arabic as well. You guys read from right to left too, right? Awesome, man. Alhamdulillah. Whoop. Yeah. All right. That just means praise the Lord in Arabic. So this is Hebrew, which is called a Semitic language like Arabic. Now, when he says, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them what he was saying. I am Yahweh. Now, these four letters right here, these are four letters. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to take it from um, the right to left. So it's like Y-H-W-H. And the way they pronounce it is yo hey va hey. Everybody go, yo hey va hey Again, yo hey va hey Come on now, yo hey va hey All right. Now, the Jewish people reverence God so much that when they wrote out his name, you're talking about not taking his name in vain. If people from back then heard you and your friends curse like, oh, Jesus, this, man, they would slap you and kill you. They were so serious about not taking his name in vain, they didn't even write the vowels there. So the only thing we have is Y-H-W-H. And another way to spell that is J-H-V-H. So we don't even know the vowels that go in between them because they didn't write them in the manuscript. That's why your English Bible has to put Lord because all we know are the consonants. But scholars have gone through here and they've put, you know, different letters in there and have made it a word so we can pronounce it. Everybody say Yahweh or somebody say Jehovah. So it is okay for you to say the Father's name is Yahweh or Jehovah. But technically, we only know the Father's name to be Yohevaheh. But because that we're not stuck on this, we're just going to give a little grace to the, you know, to the theologians here, and we're not going to make this complicated. We're going to call him Jehovah. Everybody say Jehovah. Now, some of you might have friends that are Jehovah Witnesses. You ever met any of those guys? We love to, they knock on your doors. Guess what? We roll up and knock on their doors and show up at their church and preach to them. They're like, what you doing here? We're like, we're preaching to you now. What you got to say? Now, let me tell you something. Those boys and girls, those boys are so off, they don't even know the truth of it. Hit them on the head, okay? That's why you got to get your pastor and some other men of God around them. We're just going to spank them with the words. Somebody say, go on, pastor. Okay, we're going to spank him with it. 
Don't let them confuse you with their nonsense. We have to get in a whole other discussion. You'll get in that in the 201 class, okay? Before this discussion, we are going to insert the translation of Yohei into the word Lord. So it is Jehovah. Now, the word Jehovah means self-existent one. Jesus, or, or the Father, also showed up to Moses and said, I am that I am. So that just means a self-existent one. So somebody uh, run up a notes from the back, please. And I want you to look at the questions because it's very simple. Thank you. Question number one says, what is the Father's name? Everybody say Jehovah. Now, you could put Yahweh, which would probably be a little bit better, but they're basically the same. Jehovah or Yahweh. Now, question number two says, explain why we do not know for sure how to spell it. And that is because the Hebraic people, the Jewish people, did not put vowels in there. So it's a guess. And most theologians have settled upon the two ways of saying it, Yahweh or Jehovah. Okay, now everybody turn with me to Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, because Jesus said he came in whose name? Oh, y'all got to say it louder. Jesus said he came in what? The Father's name. Whose name did he come in? Everybody say the Father's name. All right, one more time now. Jesus said he came in the Father's name. Now look to Matthew 1.20. Y'all about ready to learn something right here. Now everybody here knows why your name the way you are. Most of you know. Why is my name Joseph? Because both of my grandparents were Joseph. How many people are named after grandparents? Anybody besides me? Okay, got a grandparent. How many here are juniors named after your father? Seconds or thirds, okay? All right. Now, it can go on and on and on on why you are named the way you are. But you're going to find out right now why we don't call Jesus Billy Bob. Okay? That would be kind of goofy to you. In the name of Billy Bob, I praise Billy Bob. That would be crazy, right? But we all love Jesus, right? See, the name of Jesus, this is not about that name. Now, I'm going to tell you why it's Jesus. If you're in Matthew 120, say I'm there. All right, now look at what this is. This is when Mary first gets pregnant by the Holy Spirit. It says, but after he had considered this, this is, this is Joseph, because he's thinking, my, my wife just got pregnant and I didn't have sex with her. How many know that's kind of a little crazy situation, right? And you know what? You know, she could lie and be like, I don't know how I got pregnant. And they didn't have Maury Povich back then to figure it out, right? Okay. But she, he's, he's like, he's freaking out. He's like, man, my wife is pregnant and I know I didn't have sex with her. So after he considers this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Whew, okay. Okay, what's going on? An angel showing up to me now. Okay. This is what he tells this is what the angel says. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to call his name what? What's his name, y'all? Come on, say it like you're up tonight. His name is Who do we love? Come on, who do we love? Jesus. 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 All right. Good for you. All right. We're having fun. Okay. Because he will save his people from his sins. What's his name? His name is Jesus. Look at what Jesus is in Hebrew. Ooh, isn't that cool? There it is. It's a little different than Yohevahe. You know what Jesus has in his name? He has Yah. See, you know, when we say hallelujah, that part is Yah means God. And that's that name of God, Yohevahe, that Yah at the beginning, that Y, that, that, that first part is God. Are you all listening to me? Hallel is praise. This is Hebrew now. When we say hallelujah, we're saying halle, praise, Yah, God. You all with me? Okay. Jesus is Yahshua. Yah is God. Shua is saved. He came in his father's name. Are y'all listening to me? Y'all need to get excited right now. Because when he came, he didn't come on his own. He came birthed of the Holy Spirit, powered up by God. And that's why he could do what he could do. That's why his name is above every other name. Because he is the one who saves in the name of his father. Come on. That's why you should not be taking his name in vain. And now some of you are like, well, if, if Jesus means Yahshua, then what is Christ? Is that his last name like Joe, Y. Rostic, Jesus Christ? No, no, no. You see, Christ is the Greek word for Messiah, both the same thing, Messiah and Christ. And they mean what? Anybody know here? 
The anointed one. Everybody say the anointed one. So when you're saying Jesus Christ, let me tell all what you're saying. You're saying the son who comes in the name of Yah is the anointed one to break yokes, destroy the work of the devil, and save your soul. Come on, somebody say amen. That's why if you're going to take anybody's name in vain, you might as well say, Oh, Buddha. Because Buddha don't mean nothing for nobody. You listening? You might as well, Oh, Muhammad. You might as well say, Oh, Krishna. But don't say Jesus Christ in vain. When you say that name, you got to praise that name because that's the name of salvation. That's where the power is. That's where the anointing is. That's where demons and devils flee. That will change your life and rearrange you. Can you say amen? So when Jesus came and he's arguing with these Jewish people, he tells them, he says, y'all don't even know me. I come from my father and I come in his name. Now, Isus is where we get the word Jesus from because these boys spoke a lot of languages. Just like how right now some of you speak English and Spanish and other people speak, you know, Greek like my wife. You know what? They spoke Greek, Latin, and Hebrew or a form of Hebrew called Aramaic. So each person mostly in, in that society spoke three languages. So if you would just go from Hebrew to English, Joshua would be the proper way. Yahshua is Hebrew. Joshua would be English. But if you go Yahshua, Hebrew, then to Isu, Greek, which is they, what they spoke, then Isu goes to Jesus. So actually Jesus and Joshua are the same thing when you're just translating because it goes from one from Hebrew, the other one to Greek, but we all just stuck with Jesus. Somebody just say his name is Jesus. Now I want you to see how it all works together. And this is still the introduction, by the way. I just got to explain this to you, all right? Turn with me now to Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. I know I'm not preaching like it's the introduction. I did get warmed up a little bit. But you see, when you read the Bible, you've got to read the Bible. Now, I stopped treating y'all like children once I found out y'all don't have a child's life. Y'all got to deal with real problems. You got real issues. You come here to be serious. I'm being serious with you. When, when you were by yourself and you read John and you didn't see all this, I'm glad you came here because now you're being taught. You see, this is why I'm a pastor. This is why I went to school. And this is why y'all need to be in leadership meetings and discipleship of Christ meetings, DOCs, disciple of Christ. Because what we're doing is teaching you guys. Because you might have just read through it all quick. Oh, I come in my Father's name. This is what I'm here to do. Okay, and go on to the next part. But now you're learning verse by verse that by Jesus, Yahshua, the one who saves in the name of Yah, is saying to these men, I come in the Father's name. That is not a joke. I mean, if Laura Bush, the daughter of President Bush, came in here, she would have bodyguards around him, around her, and you would have to respect her as you would the president. Are you all getting this? You see, Jesus was saying, man, I'm the son of God. And watch this. They still didn't even get it. And two years later, they crucified him. See, we're in John 5, you know. When you get all the way down to John 20, they kill him. So you know what ends up happening? Jesus God's one and only son in the name of the father. He comes and takes our sins. He does something that nobody else could do for us. You know, he wasn't just a good person. There's like Che and all these revolutionaries. Jesus was not just a revolutionary. He was not just like Thomas Jefferson, just like a good man doing a good cause and helping people out. No, he came from heaven down to this earth in his father's name. And when he could have killed us, he could have smote us. He could have like blew the whole place up. He said, Father. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Amen. Now look at Matthew 28, 19. Now we're going to tie it all together. Look at this. Therefore, go and make all disciples of all nations. We love this part, right? Now watch this right here. Baptizing them in the name. One name, not the names of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. It says, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Son has the name of Yahweh in it. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Yahweh. He carries that name. Are y'all going to get this? Come on now. In the Father's name is Yahweh. See, there's just one name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, equal as one. That is what we're learning here today. It's Jesus is saying he's equal to the Father, equal to the Spirit, and these three are one. And when you and I go out and preach and somebody gets saved, we say, now that name that was upon Jesus is now upon you, and God is with you. You will make it. And it says, yes, I'll be with you even until the very end of the age. Somebody say the Trinity. That is so beautiful. Let's stop and think about what we just got. Number three, 
What does the Father's name mean? Self-existent one. How does Jesus' name relate to the Father's name? Yahshua, Yah, is part of Yahweh or Jehovah. Jesus, is his name literally means God saves or Yahweh saves. Verse 5, explain how the Trinity relates to the Father's name. The Father is the head of the house of God. He brings in the name like my dad brought in Rhyrostic. I am a son of my father, so I carry the name Wyrostic. Then the Spirit carries that name to you and I today. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all come under that one name, Jehovah, Yahweh, the self-existent one. Come on, you all loving Jesus today? Now what you got to see is why this is so important is because now by the names of God you know him. Now I'm going to teach you ten different names that Jehovah, Yahweh, uses all throughout the Bible and how Jesus brought that to us. Because he says, I come in my Father's name. So you're going to understand now why Jesus was so awesome. Because everything the Father had, he had. Are you all with me? Somebody say, teach it. Now look up here, I'm going to give you, oh and by the way, this is the Trinity. That's Yahweh, the Father is Jehovah, the Son is Jehovah saves, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jehovah. That's how it works. Now look up here. I'm going to give you ten names. Write these down over question six. In the Bible, God calls himself Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah meaning the self-existent one, the great God. Jireh being Hebrew for provider. He says, I'm the God who provides. Y'all going to get excited sometime, right? Y'all get that? God talks about the Father. The Father in the Bible teaches us that he is the God who provides. Some scriptures there. Number two, he is Jehovah Rafi, or he's Jehovah Rapha. Rapha. Rapha means he is the healer. Healer. God the healer. God comes and he heals. Everybody say Jehovah Rapha. The next one that we learn is Jehovah Nisi. In the Bible, he calls himself Jehovah Nisi. Nisi meaning banner of victory. It's like when, you know, you, you win a victory at your school game and they come out with the school flag. God is our victory and he flies it over our lives and the devil runs in terror when he sees God in our lives. He is Jehovah Mikadesh. Everybody say Jehovah Mikadesh. I don't have time to read you all of these scriptures in the Bible and show you where they are, but I got them listed right here. So you can see God calls himself Jehovah Mikadesh. That means the Lord who sanctifies. That means God forgives you of your sins and cleanses you. Sanctified means to be washed in the Holy Ghost like you wash dirty dishes in bleach. Like you wash your clothes with detergent. Jesus, the Father, cleanses us, washes us clean, sanctifies us. Somebody say Jehovah Mikadesh. Y'all going to get this. Number five, Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. Shalom meaning peace. That's why Muslims greet each other, assalamu alaikum, because salam is peace. Am I right, my brother? The Jewish people, Jerusalem, salam is peace. The word Jerusalem means the place of peace. And Jehovah says, I am the God of peace. This world will never know peace until the God of peace comes back on this earth. And the only way you'll know peace in your heart is if you know Jesus. Because if you don't know Jesus, you'll have no peace. But if you know Jesus, you'll have peace. Somebody say amen. He is Jehovah Elohim. That is the Lord God Almighty. There are no other gods like him. This is not like Muhammad and Jesus are all having a big wrestling match. And every now and then Jesus is tougher than Muhammad. No, the Bible says he is the Lord God that is above every other thing that calls itself a God. He is the only God. Woo! That will get you excited. Number seven. Look at trying to pronounce that second word right there. It is Jehovah Shikinu. Everybody say Shikinu. That T is a little silence, Jehovah Shikinu. And that means the Lord our righteousness. You see, you can't be right unless God makes you right. You and I were born wrong. The Bible says we were born sinners. We were born sinning. We were born telling lies. We were born stealing. We were born lusting and being angry. But the Bible says the Lord is our righteousness and he can make you righteous. And then the last one, or the second, uh, on this last one on the page says Jehovah Rohi. Everybody say Rohi. 
That means the Lord is our shepherd. Rohi meaning shepherd. Everybody say shepherd. Number nine, we learned that he is Jehovah Shema. Everybody say Shema. You learn that Shema means ever-present. God is always with you. Muhammad cannot be always with you. Buddha cannot be always with you. Your friends cannot always be with you. But our God in Ezekiel 48:35 says, I am Jehovah, the Lord, the self-existent one, and I'm always with you. Somebody say he's awesome. And then Jehovah Shabbath. And Shabbath means, everybody say Shabbath. And Sabbath means the Lord of hosts. That means he is the king of kings, the general of generals. He is the boss. Somebody say he's the boss. That means God rules supreme over devils and demons and kings and, and queens and everything on this earth. There's ten names. I want you all to memorize them. Amen. Oh, y'all don't get shy on me now. I want you all to memorize those names. Jehovah Shikinu, Jehovah Mikadesh, Jehovah Shabbat, Jehovah Shema, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rohi. Are you all listening? Just memorize these names. And I'm going to go over four. Now I get to preach, okay? Now I get to tell you all what I came to tell you all about, all right? This has all been the introduction because when Jesus just said, I come in my Father's name, that's what he was saying. That's what he meant. He would say, my name bears the Father's name. The Trinity bears the Father's name. And everything that the Father does, I do as well. Now, I picked out four of these that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how the Father sent the Son to be the one that provides for us, to be the one who heals us, to be our shepherd, and to always be there with us. How when Jesus came, he came to be our healer, our provider, always be there and our shepherd. Somebody say, preach it. All right, turn with me now to Philippians 4.13. Jehovah Jireh. He said, I came in my Father's name. He said, you all don't believe me. You don't know anything about me, but I came in my Father's name. If you study the Scriptures, you'll know who I am. Jesus said, my name speaks about who I am. I come to save in the name of Yahweh. Now, what did Yahweh do? And what does He always do? He always provides. Philippians 4.13, if you're there, say, I'm there. Come on, say, I'm there if you're there. Amen. It says, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches. In who? In who? Christ Jesus. Everybody say Christ Jesus. How is God the Father going to meet your needs? Who is he going to use? Oh, y'all got to get that right there, huh? So if you need something, who are you going to go to? Jesus. Christ Jesus. You got to go to him. Everybody, I meet a lot of people today. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Oh, I believe in God. I believe in God. Okay, that's cool. But do you come to Christ Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Jesus said in John 3, 3, you got to be born again to have a relationship with him. Once you are born again and you are a new creation, you believe in Jesus, that he died on the cross. Jesus is now everything you need. He will provide all throughout your life. He will take care of you. You may not always have what you want, but he'll always give you what you need. He may not always come when you want him to come, but he'll never be late or early because he's always on time. You see, Jesus will provide for you. The Father sent the Son to die on the cross to, to be our salvation. And now part of salvation is your needs being met. So the question I want to ask you today is, what needs do you have in your life? And have you brought them to Jesus? Whatever needs you have, if today if you're struggling in school, have you brought that to Jesus? Because Jesus is going to meet your needs. God is going to use Jesus to bless you today. Let's say you've lost your friends because you've been coming to church, and now you need new people to be in your life. You've got to come to Christ. And the Bible says He will meet all your needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, call on Jesus. You see, when Jesus said, I come in my Father's name, He was saying, I come in the name of Jehovah Jireh. He says, my father provided manna in the desert. You remember the people of Israel? They were in the desert for 40 years. They had no food. There's no food in the desert. But Jehovah Jireh showed up and put like little flakes on the ground that could be made into bread. And he put that on the ground and provided for him. And he taught him back then, my name is Jehovah Jireh. I will always provide for you. No matter what your circumstance or situation is, no matter the desert of life that you're in, I'll provide. And when Jesus showed up, he was telling you and me, no matter what you go through, like how the Father provided back then, I'll provide for you now. All your needs, all your friends, 
friends may leave you, but he says, I'll never leave you. I'll provide for you. You may be going through so much trouble, you can't put it all together in your mind. But he says, I'll give you peace that passes your understanding. Are you listening? You may say, I don't have strength to go through my problems. Jesus says he'll send the Holy Spirit to be dynamite power in your soul. He says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Y'all should get excited and praise the name of the Lord because Jesus is all that we need. Whenever you lack anything, that's why in prayer we say, Lord, I ask you for this and for that in Jesus' name. Because whenever you lack anything, you pray for it in His name. That's what's good about our God. And He answers prayers. Y'all believe that He answers prayer? I know some of you guys here are just kind of experimenting with Jesus. And you haven't found out yet. But you know what? He does answer prayers, doesn't He? God does know how to talk to us. How many have felt His presence before? Man, there's nothing like God's presence. If you all just think this is about religion, man, you got it wrong, man. Man, this is not just about a building. I'm so glad Carla said it. Man, I know you're not just coming because you're in a storefront. This didn't draw you here tonight. You came because you feel God. Am I right? You know that he loves you. Oh, man, let's talk about how God gives us love. Let's talk about in Galatians 5 how he gives us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All that you need comes from God. Look at your neighbor and say, call on Jesus. Now turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. We're going to now learn the second thing tonight about how we came in His Father's name. Answering question 7 as you're turning there, what does Jehovah Jireh mean? It means God provides. How does it relate to Jesus? God uses Jesus to provide all of our needs. Number 8, what does Jehovah Rophi mean? It means uh, that God is our healer, that God heals. And how does it relate to Jesus? Because of the cross. Now we are healed. Because Jesus took 39 stripes on his back. i got to show you what this looked like, man. When Jesus was taking that, he was not getting beat because he was a bad person. The Bible says that when he was getting beat, 39 lashes. How many saw the passion of the Christ? When Jesus went to the cross, I know a lot of people just say it so, so easy. Oh, he died for my sins. Yeah, but you understand what sin brought? Sin not only brought you hell, it brought you sickness. Sin brought you sorrow. Sin brought you pain. And so there on that cross, he took your pain. As they were whipping him physically, let me tell you how it was physically. The Roman soldiers loved to torture people. And so they had a whip. Now, they were told that by law, they could only whip you 39 times because they believed anything after that, you would die. So these guys, all slick and crazy as they were, said, hmm, if I can only whip them 39 times, why don't I make on one whip nine little whips? And they called it a cat of nine tails. So on the one whip, instead of just one, they put all these little streams coming out. And in those little whips, they put pieces of broken glass. Because they said, if I'm going to be able to whip them 39 times, I'm going to whip them nine times in one. And each one of those little things will have pieces of broken glass and pottery. So when it pulls out, it rips out his flesh. That's how crazy they were. Jesus took that 39 times. So that's 39 times 9. Jesus took over 400 lashes on his body. Mel Gibson couldn't even show what the man looked like. The Bible says that when other people were crucified, or history rather says, that when people were done like this, their, their organs were hanging out of their body. That they were just, you know, it was just hanging out. Their, their rib cage could be seen. And Jesus took that. Now, while he's taking that physical pain, the Bible says that while he's doing that, he took all of our sickness upon his soul. The Son of God who came in the Father's name, who had always been in heaven, now he's on earth. The Bible said in his soul he took AIDS. He felt what AIDS was like. He felt what gonorrhea and sexual transmitted diseases were like. He felt what cancer was like. Then the Bible says not only did he feel sickness, but the Bible says he felt sorrow. All the sorrow of the world. Remember how sad you were that time you lost your family member? That time I lost my sister? The Bible says on the cross, Jesus felt that pain. He is the only one in this world that has ever walked on this planet that can say, I know your pain. I know what you went through. Because on that cross, he took our sins. He took our sorrows and he took our sicknesses. He took the physical and spiritual beating for us so that we might be saved. Somebody say, Yahweh saves. Now we're going to see why Jesus is called 
Why he's also Jehovah Rafi. Why? Rafi, because 1 Peter 2.24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. This is Peter talking. This was his best friend. Peter saw him hanging up there on that cross. Peter saw him when he rose from the dead. And he's saying he did this for us. And it says, by his wounds you have been healed. What he did back there 2,000 years ago, past tense, you have been healed. Today, right now, you may be dealing with a broken heart. You may feel sick on the inside because of what life has done to you, what your parents have done to you. You may feel depressed. Jesus can heal you. You may be like me, born with glasses and different things, and we may be able to say, oh, man, without these glasses I can't see. But the Bible says we can pray and ask God to heal us, that he can bring us vision more than just what glasses bring us. That means when your mom's sick, when somebody's sick in the hospital, we can pray and say, God, we ask you to raise up Aunt Mima because, Lord, by your stripes we are healed. We pray it in Jesus' name. Mama, get up and walk. I was talking to Pastor Troy. They were out there on Bourbon Street. They saw deaf ears open. You've heard our missionaries come from Africa, and they've told you they've seen blinded eyes open. Jesus Christ still heals. Why? Because he came in his Father's name. Jesus was not just some stranger walking the earth. He was sent by the Father, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. It would be like Bill Gates saying, son, look at Chicago, man. Look, they don't got no gyms around here. They ain't got no parks to play. Look, go down there, son. Go down there and tell them daddy's going to start buying some property, building gyms, and helping out the young people of Chicago. The Father looked down on this earth, and he said, son, look at the pain. Look at the sorrow. Look at the death. Look at the drugs. Look at the depression. Now, son you go down there and in my name heal their pain Woo! that was a good place to shout amen he came in his father's name to heal us anytime you feel sick anytime you feel broken on the inside anytime you're hurt you're hurt emotionally you are just hurt come to jesus he can heal you how many have been healed or either emotionally or physically by jesus say amen Oh, come on, look at John 10.10 with me. He is Jehovah-Rohi. Rohi meaning shepherd. He is our shepherd. So how, what does Jehovah-Rohi mean? The Lord's our shepherd. How does it relate to Jesus? Jesus came down in the Father's name and said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm so glad that he didn't send angel Gabriel. You know, the Father up in heaven could have just sent an angel. You know, sometimes like Bill Gates, we're using him as an example. When they want to do projects, they don't even send their son. You know, like Donald Trump, you ain't never going to meet Donald Trump, his or son or daughter. If you were to show up at a meeting, you're going to meet their assistant of their assistant of their assistant. You get what I'm saying? They're so important. And when the father looked down at the problems of the world, he could have said, Gabriel, let's go down there and help these guys out. Man, they already ate the apple when I told them not to. I should have killed them a long time ago. But look how they act now. Just go down there and do something for them. No, when the father wanted to help us out, he took his own son. He said, you go down there. And he looked at his son. He said, it's going to cost you your life. You're going to take on a physical body. You're going to put on an earth suit. Jesus was a spirit in heaven. He took on an earth suit like, like space guys put on space suits to go into space. He put on an earth suit to come down here. And the father said, you're going to die for him. And you know what Jesus said in John 10.10? 10, this is why he was going to die for him. The thief comes only to steal, to kill and destroy. The devil's been down here messing us up. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus saw the devil beating us up. All the junk, all the things that happened in your life and my life. Being high school dropouts, being hooked on pornography, having the attitude problems and the devil all behind it all and the devil stealing and killing and destroying jesus came down and said devil i'm the good shepherd you gotta come through me to get to them baby and you can't stop this train and that's why when jesus christ laid down his life the bible says he took it back up again and rose on the third day he is a resurrected lord and savior come on somebody shout hallelujah 
He said to the devil, you've been a thief too long. You've been stealing teenagers' futures too long. You've you've been lying to them. You've been destroying them. He says, I'll take you on right now. And the devil said, I have to kill you. I have to kill you. And Jesus let him kill him. You know why? Because the Bible said someone had to die for us. They were killing animals, sacrifice in the Old Testament. But this time, Jesus said, I'll die for him. And the devil didn't even know. The devil did not even know. He thought by killing Jesus, by having Jewish people hate on Jesus and kill Jesus, he thought that would stop God's plan. But he didn't know that was actually the plan. The Bible says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. That God knew all along that he would have to die for us. So when the devil was putting those nails in him and allowing those people to whip him, you know what Jesus was doing? He was looking up at the Father saying, Father, forgive them. I'm taking it for them. And when when he breathed his last breath, the devil thought, oh man, now I've got him. Jesus said, it is finished. Because then he went down into hell. His spirit defeated death, hell, and the grave. And then what the devil did not expect was him to rise again. And by him raising from the dead, he took our punishment, our pain. And that's why he said the devil is now defeated. When you come in Jesus' name, the devil has to go. Because Jesus defeated the devil by being our sacrifice. Oh, y'all got to think about that. The sacrifice of Jesus defeated the devil. Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. He is Jehovah Shema. Shema meaning ever present, always with us. He said, I came in my father's name. We learned that the father's name is Yahweh or Jehovah. We don't know the alphabet or the vowels that go in there, but we call it Jehovah. That's our best guess. How does it relate to the son? Jesus came. Yahshua, Jesus came in the Lord's, the father's name. How does the Trinity work? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all bearing Yahweh, Jehovah. We've learned that throughout the whole Bible, God calls himself all these different names. Jehovah saves, Jehovah Shekinu, Jehovah Mikadesh. And now Jesus is telling these Jews, I come in his name. And one of his names is, the Lord is always there. The Lord is always there. Are you in Matthew chapter 28? I want you to stand up with me, please, as we read it. He dies. He's buried. He raises from the dead on the third day. The Bible says that he goes and finds his disciples. Somebody say disciples. Jesus finds his disciples, and this is what he tells them. It's at the end of his whole plan here. He says, now go out, guys, and make other disciples, baptizing them in the one name. That's Jehovah, Yahweh, the name of the Father, the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you. Does he say the Father will always be there? Does he say the Holy Spirit right there? No, he says, I, Jesus, the Son, will always be with you. Why? Because he's in his Father's name. He has control over the Father's Spirit. He says, I'm going to send the Spirit, but it's in my name. I will be there even unto the very end of the age. That was 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ said that. And do you know that you and I are getting close to the end of the age right now? You and I are getting to the time where many of you are starting to think that maybe the devil's bigger than God. That maybe Jesus Christ somehow messed up. Some of you are maybe beginning to think, man, if God was real, wouldn't he be here already? But I want you to know the only reason why Jesus Christ has not come down and judged this world yet is so that you and your family and my family can come to him. He has been patient with, for 2,000 years with mankind so that more might be saved because literally what does Jesus's name mean it means Yahweh saves Jehovah saves I want you just to close your eyes and bow your heads with me right now Jesus I thank you for bringing us here today Lord I thank you God that you taught us so much about who you are and why you do what you do With every head bowed and eyes closed, I want you just to think about what we learned today. What's the Father's name? Jehovah, self-existent one. How did Jesus come in his name? Because Jesus means Jehovah saves. And when Jesus was here, did he do the things that his father did? Yes, he did. He healed us. He provides for us. He's always with us. He's our shepherd. Now with every head bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask you a question. 
Have you received Jesus? Have you put your faith in Christ? I'm going to pray that as we read this last scripture tonight, that if you haven't done so, that you will today before you go. Father, do it for them. Touch their hearts. Bring them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to look up here. Why is it so important that you come to Jesus? Philippians 2.5 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Remember we talked about he's equal to the Father, but he came down like a man. That's what he's talking about. Why did he come? Look at verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, that's how he was, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that name of Jesus Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Jehovah, is Yahweh, to the glory of God the Father. I want everyone right now that's a Christian without a shadow of a doubt, if you know right now, if you were to die, you would meet Jesus Christ in heaven. I want you to bow down with me right now. Those standing, do not stand. If you're not, do not kneel if you're not a Christian by God's definition. Now, those who are still standing, I want you to close your eyes. Those that kneeled knew it was right in their heart. Those that are standing, don't be embarrassed and don't fake it right now. Come on. Be real. One day, you're going to have to bow your knees to Jesus. Whether you do it now or then, it does not matter in the sense of you having to do it. You will do it. Period. Everybody. But here's the difference. If you don't do it now, that will be the last thing you do before you go to hell. And Jesus doesn't want you to go. So if you're standing up right now, no moving around. Jesus wants you to come to Him and give Him your life. We're not bowing down to a movie star. These people may be facing the front of the stage, but it's not me. Certainly not this picture. That's just an illustration. Those that are already on their knees, man, are bowing down to Jesus who is in this room right now. And those of you who are still standing, we have not done that to embarrass you. What we have done is to show you that if you haven't done it now, you will do it then, but then be sent to hell. So you need to do it now. But you've got to mean it from your heart. The Bible says when you come to Him, you've got to confess your sins. You've got to allow God to change you. You can't be the same person anymore. So those of you who are standing, as a sign of you giving your life to God, if you want to become a Christian like the rest of us, I invite you to your knees now. And as you go to your knees, I invite you to start to pray a prayer similar to this. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, change me. Jesus, I accept you and I believe in you and I know that you died on the cross for me.